Support for this podcast comes from PayPal. Small business owner, PayPal QR codes are the safe and easy payment option. It's all the security PayPal is known for online, in person. Cash only, QR codes allow you to accept credit or debit with everyday low fees. No additional hardware or software needed. Use the app to generate your unique QR code. Customers scan your code with their PayPal app to pay you. Learn more at paypal.com slash us slash get QR code. This is episode number 128 with our guest, Elias Davis. Welcome to the Hidden Entrepreneur Show. My name is Josh Carey. You want in on a little secret? I was in hiding for 40 years. Yeah, I was hiding every part of myself in every situation. And I can tell you one thing. Hiding sucks. I'm now on a mission to help extraordinary people like yourself rediscover the world around you, connect beautifully with others, and excel tremendously in all you set out to do. Join in. It's The Hidden Entrepreneur Show. Hey there, thank you everybody for tuning in another episode of The Hidden Entrepreneur Show. I am your host, Josh Carey, and as you know by now, this is another one of those episodes that I just adore. And of course, by those episodes, I mean the ones where I am in studio, face-to-face with a brilliant entrepreneur. Today, I'm joined by Elias Davis. What's going on, sir? Super nice to meet you. Thanks for having me today. You too. Now, we started bantering just briefly before (laughs) we went on the air, and I said, enough of this. Fire up those mics, because... I could see already that there's so much intrigue to you. Is that true? I, I would say so. Yeah. Least of which you started saying you lived in 10 cities in the past 10 years. Something like that. Yeah. Tell me why. So, I mean, whether it's personal or professional, there's always been a reason that's taken me to somewhere new. Um, you know, having been born and raised in Miami, Florida, to then losing my father, unfortunately, I mean, unexpectedly to a heart attack overnight my mother Mm -hmm. decided to move the family to peru i then uh interned in different industries in different cities i studied abroad in college i traveled around europe i went to two different schools in two different cities so it's been it's been a nice ride how in the world do you does somebody adapt to change right so did you have to sort of just accept it because you're that that's a lot of change in a, in, in a relatively short amount of time. Yeah, look, I think things, I mean, life isn't easier, right? I Go mean, that, that's that's how life works, right? You, you're you dealt cards and it you, you you don't really pick what cards you're dealt. What The only control you, or the only thing you can control is how you take action on the cards that you're dealt. Um, and so, you know, since very early on, losing my father at 15, I've always had to make very rushed, fast, uh, thoughtful decisions on whether it's personal changes, career changes, professional changes. And I think, uh, you know, that's that's what's made me who I am today. So in the business entrepreneurial space, we know that it's all about decision making, right? You have to make a decision better than no, right? Even the raw, what winds up being a wrong decision is, is better than absolutely no decision. I love that you said you have to make rush, fast and thoughtful decisions that seems like a a trifecta of a win for decision making (laughs) look i think uh 
whenever whenever you there's no such thing as a wrong decision because yeah. at the end of the day it's either a right decision or a wrong decision that you can learn from that will eventually take you move you forward i mean i think in in every experience that i've had a lot of people ask me okay so like you're now in venture capital right but before you were pre-med in college you worked at pfizer or you did healthcare stuff you right did? yeah okay so so the question is how like, do you regret even jumping into those industries if it isn't necessarily the track that you should have taken to get to where you are? Could you have done it faster? And my response is honestly, and, and I mean, I'm asked this all the time. The question is, right, what path are you going to take to get to where you want to be? And I think a, a, somewhat of a mistake or not a mistake, but the majority of people, what they do is they try and identify individuals that they look up to. Right. And try and trace back those people's steps to kind of replicate the path they took to get to where they are. The the strategy that I've taken is, yes, I do identify individuals that I look up to because it's important to have mentors and look up to individuals that are in quotation marks successful or, or, or doing what I want to be doing in the future. But to think that you can replicate someone else's path, I think is a wrong strategy. I like to think that I can learn and take something from each of those individuals to apply to the path that I will make for myself. In the 10 years, 10 city tour, yeah. you found yourself on, and I, I guess that you sometimes you found yourself on it and sometimes you actively chose it. Is that fair? Yeah. Right. So, so, I mean, look, at the end of the day, some of the changes in cities were because of the unfortunate news that my father passed away and moving to Peru. But there has also been, you know, I started my career out of college at Google on the West Coast. And so moving to the West Coast, not having any family there, really not having any friends there either. I mean, I picked up, graduated from school on the East Coast and moved across the country to the West Coast basically by myself. So that was kind of, you know, my personal decision. It wasn't yeah. a decision that was kind of brought on to me. What strength did you have to rely on? Let's take the, you said that you were, you were uh, brought to Peru to finish high school. So that's an extreme example of you have to sort of, you know, redefine yourself or find yourself within a new environment. What strengths did you have to rely on? Like your, your charm, your wit, your outgo, like how did you survive that social change? Look, I, I think in, in every experience that I've had similar to the one you just described, it's really about what you want to get out of the situation, right? Mm -hmm. I think it's jumping into an unfortunate or unpredicted uh, environment. You have to think about, okay, so I'm here now. I have to take advantage of what's in front of me. I need to be optimistic, but what do I want to get out of it? Like, what is that next step? And what, what, what do I need to squeeze out of this experience to move on and move forward. And the way that I thought about it was, look, like, yes, I spoke Spanish. Yes, I moved into a community that had basically born, was born and lived together their entire life. So I was an outsider. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, my goal was to do very well academically, make some friends, but eventually take that and go back to the U.S. for college. And so I, I did that pretty successfully. I like how you said that you had to look optimistically and what I heard was you you had to make the best of it. Correct. Yep. Which which is the bottom line. Exactly. No matter where we are in life, right? 100%. How you react to whatever circumstance. 
A hundred percent. I mean, you hit the nail on the head. And I also heard you say, um, in these in these ten years, you you're now venture capital. I heard you say that there was some pursuit of uh, of medicine, and then there was a, a Google stint. Paint <laughs> some of the pictures. What were some of the um, yeah, professions? So, yeah. So I mean, I was born and raised in Miami in a very concentrated uh, South American Jewish community where there is somewhat of a stereotype that. You know, everyone becomes a doctor or a lawyer, a businessman or whatever it is. And look, my father was a physician, not practicing, but he was, a, you know, educated physician. My brother's a doctor. All my uncles are physicians. Um, and I think, it, I mean, yes, I was passionate about the space. I did genuinely want to become a doctor, but I really quickly realized that I had other interests um, and I could have some piece of the medical healthcare space without necessarily becoming a physician and practicing medicine on the everyday basis. How was that handled by your um, your circle when you said, yes, but? Look, I, I think, I mean, retrospectively, I'm, I'm sure my family members at the time were very, they didn't know how to react, right? Like at the end of the day, like I called my mother, I don't know, five years ago or 10 years ago, and I tell her I want to switch my major from pre-med to computer science. She thinks computer science is like the guy who, you know, you call up to <laughs> to fix your computer when nothing works. And, and I think like, look, there there are many paths that one can take in the life of business or even engineering that are somewhat um, undiscovered, unnoticed. And I think it's important that going back to what I said earlier, it's it's about what path you take for yourself. And it's a path that you are passionate, you follow, and, and it's about making your own path to get to where you think you wanna be. Um, and I think that, you know, through the experiences, I'm, I'm happy to, to walk you through some of the other industries I've, I've had the chance of, of working in. It, it's gotten me to where I am today. And do I think I could have done it faster other ways? To be honest with you, I don't even think like that because at the end of the day, every single experience that I've had in the past has really, made challenged me and given me the opportunity to learn things that have gotten me to where I am today. I remember hearing some time ago uh, where somebody pointed out something similar where my old way of thinking was that unless you choose a path and stick with it, everything else is transient and flighty and it doesn't look good. But that's not the truth, right? I, I mean, look, like everyone has their own path. I mean, mine on the out from the outside and on paper it looks like it's been linear and beautiful at the end of the day everyone has their backstory everyone has ups and downs in their careers everyone has these moments of doubt and uh and and self-awareness and uh figuring out really what they want to do and why they want to do that and i think right like a lot of people especially in college right they they try and do everything at once why not necessarily to uh or i guess they do it to try things out, to figure out what they want to do and what they don't want to do. And what usually ends up happening is a lot of people figure out what they don't want to do instead of figuring out what they really do want to do. Um, and I think that it's taken me some time. Obviously, I've had some exposure to multiple industries and I figure out the perfect middle spot that satisfies my needs for entrepreneurship, but also um, my my interest for both being on the investor side and being able to have operational experience and helping businesses grow. Let's let's talk about your upbringing yeah. to see how all of that affected your journey and who you are today. Yeah. What was life like as a young child for you? <laughs> it's a great question. So, 
I mean, I was born and raised in Miami. I mean, fortunately, I would say we were middle upper class, potentially. Um, obviously, the financial crisis hit hard. My father was in business. And so he had his own wholesale medical supply business. That was a pretty hard in the financial crisis. Um, and that, I mean, that brought in a lot. That brought in, you know, financial struggles. Um, and it probably potentially even contributed to him passing away. He passed away from a heart attack, right? Mm-hmm. So at 48 years old. So yes, he had, you know, high blood pressure and whatever it was. But at the end of the day, it, 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 made, me, it made me pursue what, potentially he would have wanted me to pursue, which is, I think him being a businessman, actually the first company that I started in college was actually going to be started with him. Mm. Um, and a lot of what I do today is actually with him in mind, because I think that, yes, if I would have become a doctor, I'm sure he would have been extremely happy. I mean, my father, my brother's following in his footsteps mm. and, and just finished me- medical school pretty recently, actually. But I think the impact that I want to have with the career that I'm pursuing will hopefully, you know, I, I do everything in my life with, with him in mind. So mm. I think that's, that's yeah. definitely contributing to it's beautiful. Of yeah. course. Thanks. The, the young Elias, if you remember growing up, what outlook or, or beliefs did you have about life and the world around you? <laughs> it's, I mean, look at the end of the day, I I grew up in a very saturated, concentrated area, right? I didn't really have exposure to, right? Like I had exposure to my parents and the community I lived in and what all of my friends either wanted to do or parents did. Um, and I mean, we can go back and talk about, you know, what my grand, my grandparents, uh, my grandfather was a Holocaust survivor. So mm-hmm. he also moved to the United States with literally $5 to his name. Um, and built a pretty big business himself. And then my my grandfather from my mother's side was not in the Holocaust, but he also built, you know, a, a business um, from the ground up, selling literally linens and cloths door to door on the weekend and not being wow. a part of, you know, not, not being with my mom and her siblings pretty often. Um, and, and I think, you know, going back to who I am and what I grew up with and the vision that I had for myself, I think the most important thing for me was always, I'm going to do what I like, what I enjoy, what challenges me, what I don't think I'll ever get tired of, and what will allow me to have the biggest impact. Um, and I think today, I'm pretty much on, on that path. I see that version of you today, sitting right before me, confident, a go-getter, a know-how, a figure-it-out, a get-it-done. Uh, my contrast, all my life, uh, prior to this current iteration of me, I showed up in every opportunity, um, hiding all of my power and ability, desperate, needy, seeking approval of others until finally, much later in life, I, um, I said, I can't do this anymore, uh, in part to children later. And, um, you know, I knew I needed the change. Uh, so now I'm on that path. Were you always like this? <laughs> Look, I think, uh, so when my father passed away, it things kind of flipped upside down for me, right? Like I was this, I wouldn't say spoiled. I would say fortunate correct, individual that grew up not having everything in the world, but having the things that I needed. Um, and the day my father passed away, my life flipped upside down. I mean, my father was the only working individual in the household, right? Yeah. My mother uh, was a same home mom. Um and so we sold everything, moved to Peru, and then ever since I basically 
have put myself through everything. I mean, in college, I'm trying to think my first few years of college, I started a company, was pre-med student full-time, had two or three jobs doing research and checking all the boxes that I needed to become the perfect candidate for medical school. Hmm. Um, and ever since, I mean, I've, I've done research, I've shadowed, I have started a company, I um, have been in many uh, organizations, like career prep organizations that have kind of pivoted me and given me the help to get to where I am today. And look, at the end of the day, I think it's also important to, to mention that even though probably since the day my father passed away and I realized that I needed to, to figure things out myself and nothing was actually going to be like given to me, I, I grew my network and I leveraged my network to get to where I am today. And when, and when I say that, I mean, you can, you can dive deep into this if you'd like. I mean, there's, there's been really pivotal and pivotal individuals in my life that have helped me get to where I am today. So it seems like it's, um, a two-step process. First, know what in the world you want and then go towards it, take the action on it. So look, I, I think it's, it's a hard thing to say, know what you want, because do I think I know what I want today? I would say I have an idea. Theoretically, right? Right. Theoretically, I have an idea of, I, I've always been the type of person that even like my freshman year in college, I was a pre-med student. I was doing, I was shadowing, I was checking the boxes to get into medical school. I got into a top program for the summer at Duke Med. I then interned at Pfizer in computational chemistry. I did what I needed to do to be different and a really competitive candidate for medical school. But obviously that quickly transitioned into then working on Wall Street and getting a job at Google, right? So if you would have asked me then, did I know what I wanted to do? Yes. Has it since changed? A hundred percent. Um, and even today, right? People will ask me, why am I on the investor side? Why don't I just start a company and become CEO? And I think the, the thing is, is every single experience that I've had, even today, I spent all of my time today growing my network, gaining operational experience, helping the existing companies in our portfolio grow, meeting other investors, meeting other founders with experiences that I can learn from. And at the end of the day, that's probably, or it definitely will be the network that I leverage if I ever, if I, if I stay at the firm that I'm at today, if I, in 10 years time, start my own fund, if I go start a company and have to raise capital, I think it's, it's building the network and support system that will, that will kind of be your cheerleaders along the way. And I think that having those cheerleaders and having the people that support you and, and help you throughout the great times, but also not the great times. Right. Um, and I can give you a couple of stories of individuals that, you know, were there for me when, I mean, things didn't ever hit like rock, rock bottom, but pretty close to it. Um, and they've, you know, been a big part of, uh, who I am today and, and why, why I've gotten to where I've gotten to. I love how you say if, um, if success in life was easy, everybody would be successful. Right. How do we bridge the gap between if you ask somebody, do you want to be successful? Oh, yes, absolutely. But there's that gap. Look, before we jump into that, we, we also need to understand that the definition for success for different people is different. Right. And I said different multiple times. But at the end of the day, my definition for success may be very different than your definition for success. And so, and again, they, that's 100% okay because everyone should have their own definition. I mean, I've been asked a number of times and actually I've asked other individuals that I've met a number of times, how do you define success? 
My response to that is, look, I set goals for myself, right? Whether they're short-term goals, long-term goals, medium-term goals. I think it's important that if you are motivated, dedicated, determined to succeed, right? Succeeding quotation marks, that you're working towards those goals and achieving those goals. Once you achieve those goals, whatever those goals might be, whether it's personal, professional, uh, loving your life, uh, potentially yeah. money, uh, traveling, whatever it is, that's how I define success. And everyone is kind of open to their own interpretation of that. Yeah, I totally agree. So my brand, The Hidden Entrepreneur, yeah. was um, was defined by um, my life spent hiding behind fear, mm -hmm. uh, using that as an excuse for everything. Uh, tell us about a time in your life where you were enveloped by fear, but you knew you had to go in that direction. Look, I think getting into venture capital hasn't been easy, right? I think... Uh, if I can remember all the way back to an early conversation I had with someone. I, so my first job out of college was Google. Um, and very early on, I realized that working at a big company with 150,000 or 100,000 employees was just not the path I was going to take because becoming CEO of that or becoming anyone truly prevalent within the organization would have taken my entire career, if not longer, right? Um, and so I quickly figured out that okay, if I wasn't going to be at Google forever, then how long did I have to be there? What skills did I have to develop? What opportunities did I have to look for next to eventually take that next step in getting there? Getting into venture capital right after Google would have been the dream job, right? Like that's exactly what I wanted to do. Um, but very quickly after I started interviewing and looking into opportunities in that space, I realized that, you know what? Some people just can't get there right after, right? And so I then every opportunity that I had to speak to someone in venture was about figuring out what skills I had to develop and what path I should take to get there instead of probing them whether they were hiring and, and mm -hmm. when they were hiring, right? Because at the end of the day, my value prop was I have these experiences. I'm going to stay focused because I know what my long-term goal is, but I also need to provide value, grow my network and understand what skills I still need to develop before I'm the perfect candidate to get to where I want to be. Um, and so that's what I did. I left Google. I uh, was fortunate enough to get an opportunity in New York to join a startup. I then left that startup to go to another startup and continuously through, honestly, persistence, persistence and hard work. Um, I eventually made the switch uh, earlier this year. And it's, it's also always about putting yourself in the position to succeed, the position to be noticed, the position to advance, the position to seize opportunity. A hundred percent. And I think that a lot of people undermine that. I think a lot of people, um, they want things now, right? Mm. Like the, the, I mean, I'm a millennial too, right? Like we all want, we're all desperate. We don't want to wait. We want things now. And the reality of the situation is that's not how the world works. I mean, you need to put in the time, you need to put in the effort. Um, and look, I was desperate and wanted to get into VC immediately, right? But did it happen like that? No, it didn't. Was there many points along the process of leaving Google and getting into VC where I felt like it was never going to happen? Yes. But that's what the life of, uh, of an entrepreneur or an, entre an individual with an entrepreneurial bug has is that there's ups and downs within every process, whether you're starting a company, looking for a career, um, trying to get into that career. And at the end of the day, you're providing a lot of value for free to individuals that hopefully one day will vouch for you.
And that's actually exactly what happened. I mean, I met an individual, uh, not at Google, but during my time at Google, that then started a venture fund, gave mm -hmm. me an internship opportunity, and that individual essentially vouched for me and introduced me to the individual that I work for now at BNSG Capital. So I'm forever grateful for many of the mentors um, and people that I look up to that have given me the opportunity and have believed in me to get to, to for, for me to get to where I am today. You mentioned that we all want millennial or not. We all want the, the, the result, the gratification, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the gratification right now, um, for better or worse, how do you experience social media? Cause I find that a lot of that comes from people scrolling and saying, Oh my gosh, look what they have. I, I need that. I want that. I got to get there now. Like yesterday. That's funny. My girlfriend, uh, I, I sit on Instagram for a large majority of my time for some reason. <laughs> for some reason. Uh, she, I mean, she hates it, but whatever. Um, <laughs> but whatever. In, in, in terms of in terms of <laughs> how I see social media and how I look at the end, I have an older brother. Um, I've one of our family friends and good friend of his is actually someone that I have looked up to for a long time from far away. He's an individual that you know. I, I don't know if you remember, but when. Facebook, when it first came out, the profile and about section on what they do was like right on the right side of the profile picture. And if they were doing a lot of things, it ended up being like a paragraph, right? So mine was like, I'm Elias Davis and I wasn't even in college yet. So like literally nothing um, from Miami, Florida. Right. This was like X name, uh, Brian Landman, actually I'll give his name, uh, MIT, Google, Microsoft, I forget exactly what he did. Now he works, at, I think I had a hedge fund. But at the end of the day, there was always those individuals that were in my quotation marks, individuals that I look up to that were successful, that had that were career driven, that worked hard, and that got to where they wanted to be. And, uh, you know, today, I don't, I don't look up, I mean, I do look up to individuals, but I don't necessarily uh, manage my life and my career trajectory based on following others or or, or, or really considering what others think of me. It's more so, look, I know what I want. I'm passionate about it. It's not gonna be easy to get there, but if I continue working hard at it, hopefully I'll get there. Um, and, and I think hopefully that inspires other people. Um, but I think it's important that everyone take their own path. I don't think they should follow what other people want them to do. No, I agree with that. But it seems like what you've mastered is this air of confidence and um, personal ability. Is that something that anybody can can cultivate? Is it a muscle we can just through practice? Look, I, I think uh, hundred to answer your question at a high level, 100%. I think everyone, it doesn't happen overnight. Mm. Um, you're hearing me now and I'm sounding very confident, hopefully, but I think every individual has ups and downs in their career. I mean, if you have doubt everyone in, has in your doubt. life, yeah. yeah, I mean, everyone has doubt. There's always some level of doubt in certain decisions that one individual makes um, that, but again, that all contributes to the, to the path that one individual is taking to get to where they want to be, right? Nothing ever is linear. Nothing ever is, uh, always moving up, right? People need to take a couple steps back before they move forward sometimes. And I think that that's like the reality of the most successful people in the world, right? When you hear interviews about Mark Cuban or Oprah or whatever, right? They love to talk about their successes. I'm like, now we own an NBA team and now we're billionaires. And at the end of the day, look, I think I forget exactly what it was, but Oprah was fired in her first couple jobs and Mark Cuban was also fired. And, and, 
not everything in my career, maybe on paper, everything looks nice, but not everything has always been perfect. Um, and I think it's important to, to tell that story and tell that side of the picture as well, because that's that's the reality of what it takes to continue uh, following one's dreams. Do you believe that everything happens for a reason? A million percent. Absolutely. A million percent. Yeah. Yeah. You found that in your life. I mean, I think, look, like it's, it's unfortunate that my father passed away and obviously I miss him dearly every single day. Um, but I don't think I would be who I am today if that wouldn't have happened. Um, I, I think that every single thing that has happened in my life, whether it was moving to the West coast by myself or mm. deciding to leave Google after X period of time or whatever it might be. I think every single experience, uh, happens, um, with a purpose. Um, and mm. that purpose, you might not know immediately what that purpose is, but everything in life happens with the purpose. And part of our job at that point is to identify what that purpose might be. The reason might be. Y yes. Um, I mean, that that's the, the goal, whole, the, the yeah. goal right? You want to figure out why things happen and then hopefully use that towards your advantage. You might not be able to do that in the but, moment, right? right? In the moment. But look, retro retrospectively, you can probably uh, piece the pieces together, yeah. right? And yeah. put the pieces together. I'm starting to work with the word surrender, which I hear a lot. And you just got to surrender to life, surrender to the now, surrender to the is, surrender that is all. <laughs> um, yeah, look, I, I think uh, whether, like, I, I'm a relatively spiritual person. I'm a modern Orthodox Jew. Oh. Um, and uh, I am a true believer that... Uh, you know, we make decisions uh, and God laughs because he has their own path on yeah. which he wants to take us on. Like, yes, we have the vehicle of making decisions and, and figuring out what we want to do and why we want to do them. But things are that, you know, things happen naturally. Um, yeah. And all we can do is try as hard as we can to get to where we want to be. What is the core message we're sharing here? Look, I, I think uh, the core message here is that... Um, that every, everyone sh needs to follow their own path. Um, I think it's important that um, regardless of the community you are born and raised of and regardless of what other people are telling you to follow, it's important for you to kind of follow your own interest and path, to build your own path. And, and hopefully along that path, um, develop skills and perspective and insight that you can kind of share with others, inspire them to also, uh, you know, do what they're passionate about and make their own path. I will leave you with this final question. Yeah. Elias Davis. Yeah. How would you like to be remembered? Ooh. Um, I think the most important for me, the most important thing for me is the impact that I leave. Right. I think I've spent my entire career in the last or the last 10 years or so looking up to individuals that I want to, um, that, that I look up to, right. That I want to follow in their footsteps, even though I'm going to create my own path. And I think it's, I've, you know, hopefully, or by the time my career ends or hopefully even my life ends, I want to leave, uh, experiences that allow others to be inspired by what I've done, um, and give them the inspiration and drive and motivation to not follow in the footsteps that I've, of the things that I've done, 
but inspire them to do what they're passionate about, to leave the same, if not more impact um, to the next generations. Well, this has been brilliant. You are brilliant. Major inspiration, sir. Thank you so much for uh, coming on and opening up in the way you did. I appreciate Thanks it. Thank you so much. Appreciate Entrepreneur Show. Make sure to subscribe through iTunes or Google Play so you can get notified every time we publish a new episode. And we'd love to hear your thoughts with an honest review on iTunes. Finally, follow us on your favorite social media platforms to keep the conversation going with Josh Carey and today's guest. Until next time. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.